to tell us but you know what he's saying right now don't rush me let me do it the way I want to do it don't rush me he said well Lord we wanted some of us to go out on air they should have been here but don't rush me Question, please. 
question, please. Ain't you got something to shout about? Have God done something for you? Ain't you got something to shout? Tell him you take it. me the other day during the midwinter session they said when is the last time you had a revival I said I don't know we don't have revival that often he said why I said revival is for a dead church and you is reviving them trying to bring them back to life but we are so anointed and revived until you don't need no revival Revival is to revive that which is dying or that which is dead. Revive. No spirit, no substance, no anointing. Singing. I woke up this morning with my mind. Hey, oh gee. But if you've been revived, you can sing the same song. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stay on Jesus. That's all right. That's all right. You better leave that alone. Hallelujah. Somebody said he's more than enough. If you believe it said he's more than enough. He's more than enough for me. I want to share it. What a change. What a change. Yeah. 
I want to inquire is Sister Williams, Sister Levy Williams, is she in the house? Where is she? Oh, there she is. God bless you. God bless you. She's glad to be home. But her real purpose for being here is to hear her husband this evening as God speak through him. It's so much of a different that I've heard her say, what a change. What a change. Not what a change that has come over her. But what a change has come over her husband. Woo! Look where he was. And look where he is now. Y'all want to hear me preach? Well, you better be quiet. Cause the longer you roll the snowball in the snow, the bigger it gets. Did you know that? that that's a fact. It picks up. As you go, you get from something little all to something big. And the longer you roll it, the bigger it's going to get. The longer you praise him, the more you praise him, the more you're going to feel his presence. Hey! Used to be, used to be, used to be water here. Used to be, it was flowing. But the water have ceased to run, and the brook. It's gone dry. I want to be around water. Hey! I say I want to be around some water. I don't want to hang around a place where there's no water. You may start thirsty. And there's nothing to quench your thirst. You might want to refresh it and to wash your face when there is no water. Mm. Dry. Sometimes your throat may get a little dry and you sort of a... The brook is dry. Lord have mercy. Whether you want to or not, he says it's time to move on. Move and go where some water is running. Refreshing. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. 
And it's good to be obedient. Because when it's dry, that means that there's nothing there. So if you want a continuation as what you first had, you got to move with the flow. Hallelujah. The Lord gave me these words of this message. And I don't believe it's just for today. Brother, this is a blanket message. It isn't a message that you cover your head and your feet out. You cover your feet and your head is out. But this is all over. It covers well. Hallelujah. The choir was singing the song, Jehovah Jireh. Huh? And it's proven in his word how he is our protection. He is concerned about us when we don't even know what direction to go to find water. They had an instrument, if you can remember, or you may be too young. Uh, they, when you're out in the desert and there was no water, no well, so you thought to be found. They had a instrument which said water finder. And they got a hold of this instrument and they was dying of thirst. Had no energy, hardly to walk. But God hid something some time ago. But prayer will bring about a change. I don't care how long it is. Hagar was looking for some water. She couldn't find no water. But God knew it was some water right behind she gave up on her son, Ishman. But she had to let him go because of the lack of water. They had been going through the desert for some time. You know the story when Abraham had to put out and put a son out. In. Oh, what a pitiful sight. Out in the desert when the sun is really beaming, you look like you can see nothing but little monkeys before you. And she had carried Ishman as far as she could go with him. 
even with the self. Trees don't get too high in the desert. You will find bushes, little things to hide. Your face from the sun. But the story goes on and said, she saw a little bush. And the bush was shaded in the sun for just a little. She had gave up and she laid her son under the bush. And she stole off just a little ways from him. Hallelujah. And she bowed on her knee and called on God. Now look who she was. But I'm glad that God will open doors. Oh, Y'all ain't going to talk with me. huh? I say God will open doors. When all hope is gone. And you're faced with a situation that you can't handle. A man's extremity. It's God's opportunity. So she stole away. A Gentile woman who Abraham got the wrong understanding from when his wife said, can't have a child going to the maid. He obeyed her, yes, I'm not going into that part, but I want to show you something else. That if we are serving the same God, now a lot of folks say that, but I ain't serving the God, some, some folks are in there. I'm serving the true and living God. What about you? And the king of all the earth will do right. Mother having compassion upon a son. And she knew this is the end of it. And it will soon be my end too, she said. But I'm going to lay him here and I'm going and have a little talk with Abraham's God which I have accepted to be my God also. I worship him too. He seek and search for those that would worship him. And she, I want you to, visit, to visualize this. Suppose there was your child. And the poor thing done got so weak and can't even cry because of his throat being irritated. Oh, I don't believe you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to paint something where you can get a picture of what kind of a God we are serving. Of time, the Bible speaks of the compassion that a mother has for a child and that you go from there and you will find out the compassion that God has for his children. I'm glad he's a compassion God. Huh? 
So as the story goes on, she laid him there behind the bush. A little shade for just for a while. Because as the sun moved, amen, and it will move around on the side where that it is no shade. The very place where you got spotted out, God won't let you be comfortable there. The sun will find you. So what a pitiful sight. She was leaving the sun and going out to have a little talk, let's say, with Jesus. And I heard a song said, if you have a little talk with him, he'll make everything all right. I don't believe you all know what he talked about there. But I tried, he'll make everything all right. Hallelujah. You don't have to, amen, have an hour to spend with him, but just a little talk. Huh? It don't take but a little. He said he know what you need before ever you ask him, but he wants you by faith to ask him. Oh, you ain't saying nothing over here. And she bowed on her knees. She wasn't worshiping him. Every time you get on your knee, you're not worshiping. Huh? You just want to pray. But she was troubled like Jesus was troubled. When he went to pray for his father, to his father. As she bowed on her knees, she said, Father, I don't understand why Abraham put me and my son out. But I had to be obedient. He gave her a little lunch for her and the lad. A little water as long as the lad. But she went not knowing where she was going. She didn't have no kin folks out there. No houses in sight. Are you following me? I said the word of God should make sense and that's what I'm trying to do. My Lord, it's pitiful. No cloud even to shade the sun. No wind even blowing at this time. And all she could see was before her was flat land, sandy land, which is called the desert. People is known to die trying to cross the desert unprepared. But she didn't take it up on her own. She was put out. For Sarah said, put, said, put, hail, oh my Lord. Well, you know what I'm saying, I called it before. Put her and her son out. 
He hated to do it. He didn't feel like it was right. In his mind, he said, I'm not going to do it. But God spoke to him and said, do what Sarah said. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So as they went and the story went on, I'm going to try to condense it a little. Amen. But I'm trying to give you a clear picture. Amen. Because we are serving the same God. Oh, you may not believe it, but we are. For there isn't but one God. And this God that I'm trying to introduce to you is a miracle-waking God. Is that right? He is a miracle-waking God. He can do things that no other God or nobody else can do. And his name is Jesus. The question is to you, was he right? Why did he stand behind Sarah? I'm talking about God. He said in other scriptures, wife, obey your husband. Hallelujah. But you can't hold God to nothing. That he don't want to be held to. Oh, y'all ain't happy enough up here. Up here, something is wrong up here. Amen. Amen. You want to cast that spirit out into knowing God is in here. God don't want no pitiful and sad saints. When you get in the air, leave your troubles out. I don't care how you felt yesterday. I don't care how you felt early this morning. He said, enter You ought to be thankful. For the way you are now. You're going to be that way leaving out. The pitiful spirit you got now. You're going to have the same thing. Or it's going to be worse. So you know what you need to do? Shake it off. Shake it off. Said to your soul, oh soul, why are those so disquieted within me? Why am I so sad? Why am I so miserable? My God, this is Thanksgiving time. Hallelujah. So this time, the Bible, it speaks of said, wives, obey your husband. Be submissive. Is that right? Honor them, respect them, for they are your leader. But when Sarah had a child, she got beside herself. You know, she didn't believe she could have one in old age. That's the reason we should be so particular because you may be old, but your time may not be expired. God can do anything. 
He can take an old man and make a young man out of him. Amen. And you know what he's doing? So he said, as she told him to, I want you to put Hagar and her son out. They've been long enough. Ishman's done grown up and he picking on my boy. I saw him in a fight the other day. And he's not the heir of the promise. She found out that she was. And she was better than she thought she was. Because at first she said, oh, no, 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 he don't mean me. He mean go, oh, you know. And she got us fighting today. That's really nice. She was she right? There wouldn't have been no Arabs and what have you fighting like we are fighting now. Sometimes a woman's advice is good. And then again, you got to watch yourself because God said you're the head. But the only reason that Abraham obeyed Sarah is because God said, do what Sarah say. Can I preach a little, just a little, until Donneray tell me to preach, I don't guess I preach. He didn't, he didn't say a word. He didn't, you know, he just looking. So Abraham obeyed Sarah. Not because he wanted to, but because God told him. If you can justify yourself for what you do by God's word, then let God overrule. Pitiful, pitiful. But they went on out there. Where there was no highway. Where there was no path. Even when they looked up there. Was not a bird in the sky. That had made a path. And the wind. Wasn't even blowing. And traveling through a land. That you know nothing about. She wasn't threatened by the wild beasts about some other strange man coming through there. Her battle was with the heat. Her fight was how am I going to survive? And we must make preparations or I must do it. And prepare myself that this is the end of it. For me and my son 
is going to die. She didn't have as much hope as the widow. When they was fixing to fix the last meal, and Elijah came to that. Hallelujah. God will make a way out of no way. And he will help you to survive. Lord, I love that. You all don't know if you ain't never been through something, you don't know what you ought to know. But when I say he is a provider, I mean he is a provider. Why don't you say amen? Have you tried Jesus? Have you tried him for yourself? Have you been in a situation that you couldn't do nothing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same God that took care of Elijah. The same God that told him to get up from here. God had to tell him, don't hang around here no longer. There's no life here. There's no water here. But get up. Now you can't stay there and die. But you got to move at his command. Hallelujah. That's the reason why that God is sending some of you here and you don't know why. He's sending you where some water is. You're trying to find some water because where you are is dry. I feel like preaching a little bit. God knows what it takes. But you must be obedient to God. He said to Elijah, it's time to move. Now you can read that backwards if you want to and make God going to think God going to say, it's time to leave here. But that's a lie. He ain't telling you because there's water here. I say it's water here. Now if you tell you, if you hear a voice say, it's time for me to leave, I heard the message the other day, amen, then that means you're going to die because he's going to send you where there's no water. But water is flowing over here. That is the reason there's such anointing. And you don't just have to jump for it. God come in his sanctuary anytime you get ready and let you know it's me and I got a blessing for every one of you. Hallelujah. You want to know how I feel? I feel like running, but my own knee won't allow me to run. I feel like just running. I don't know about leaping over walls, but I feel like running. 
because I know what I'm saying is true. He is a provider. Hallelujah. He told some to move. And they wouldn't move. They feel that they can make it on their own. But just to remind you that there's no water. And ain't no way in the world you can prosper and stay alive without water. You cannot stay in the spirit. You cannot Find yourself going through different tests if there is no water. You can't provide anything for yourself. And warn to the one that feels that they can make it on their own. We must look to him. The situation gets tough sometimes for all of us. Oh, I just want to preach a little now. Do we think that we are called into serve God that it is worshiping time all the time? When you worship, there is no business going on. And you want to come in and praise him and give him what is due him. But when that's all over with, now, he said, back to work. Back to work. You didn't come in here to just clap your hands and sing. Lord, how much sing? Sometimes it's time out for singing. He wants some workers. Y'all ain't gonna listen to me. I said, y'all up there, the, up there ain't gonna listen to me. I see you. You can't get it if you don't listen to God. We think that we are serving God when we come here like we are now. No, no. You need to be eating. Huh? For the table is set and the feast of the Lord is going on. And whilst you're up there running your mouth and ain't thinking about who provided the food, you look around sometimes, it's all gone. Because I declare this man can eat a whole lot. So it may be gone. You don't wait on the other fellow. Because he'll get his and yours too. There's a double joy will come, amen, in this way. And if you would be able to catch what is falling from the other one because he didn't like it, he didn't want it, and you right there and say, Lord, feed me some more. Some people, when they're overwhelmed, they, it seems like they've lost their mind. You see these little brothers and others going through the church doing that, you know, and running in things. They finding something. They found finding something. 
And God is trying to provoke you to jealousy. Hallelujah. That you'll find yourself doing it too. You know what hurts me real bad? It's when the spirit is flowing. I mean flowing tip top. Amen. You ain't doing nothing but preaching, but the spirit is really all over the place. And there's some somebody don't feel nothing, so they'll just get up and going out, you know what I mean. Ain't even jumping while they're going even better, you know. But just getting up going out. Lord, I'm gonna say. That gets on my last nerve. But the devil is doing that for me to see him where I stop serving or praising God. But that makes me praising him more. They ain't showing up, I'm going to praise him. Y'all don't like this, do you? Thank you, sir. So this child and his mother, I don't know how far they had got. When Abraham carried them out, just a distance, and he bid them farewell. They didn't need no money, but they needed something to help sustain them. As they went along you don't need no money but you need something to sustain you mm. and the Bible speak as David said when my soul when my soul is overwhelmed then I need some help I need somebody to lead me to lead me to the rock that is higher than I. If you can make it to the rock, there's shelter, there's shade, there's protection at the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Hallelujah. You'll find what you need at the rock. You'll find out that he's your provider at the rock. He's your protection at the rock. You'll find food at the rock. You'll find water at the rock. Whatever you need is at the rock. So lead me. Lead me. When I can't make it, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. Glory, glory. If you can just make it to the rock. You may fall down but get up. And just make it to the rock. If you make it to the rock, everything. Hallelujah. The calmness at the rock. When you make it to the rock, you don't have to be afraid anymore because you got protection 
and all the protection you need is at the rock. The rock is so big. You can go around it. And on your way around it, you can find whatever you need. Huh? You'll even find joy. You didn't have it at first, but you'll find joy. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about, would you? You will find joy at the rock. When you couldn't find no peace, you will find peace. When you was out there, where there was no company, you will find comfort. And you'll find somebody else that went on ahead of you at the rock. And they'll welcome you when you come to the rock. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah. All that joy and all that peace, all that happiness, you'll find it at the rock. So Hagar, I don't know how far she made it, but God is a provider. Uh-huh. Whatever you need, he said, ask me. I got it. And I'll give it to you. Jesus had this kind of a faith. And coming and singing God. When uh, he was almost ready to go to the cross. In the book of St. John, chapter 17, he was heavy. He was lonely because he knew what lied ahead. Uh, He didn't have no one that he could really talk to. Nobody but his father. Hallelujah. But he said, Father, I know you have heard me all the time. It's good when you know you've been living right. It's good when you know you've been walking upright. Hallelujah. But we find that Hagar could not offer the same prayer. And uh, in my mind, it was the last. No more food and no more water. What you going to do when your water run out? Hallelujah. You can't make it without water. Her water was gone. She couldn't go any further. So she went on her knees and she had a little talk with Jesus. Hallelujah. She said, Lord, we're getting ready to die. Me and my son. I don't understand the situation. But why would I be brought into a place like this? 
and die in the desert. And as she bowed upon her knees, she had a little talk with Jesus. Hallelujah. And behind her, as she had a prayer going on, God interrupted her prayer and said, Hey, God, get up and look behind you. There was a fountain. Lord, have mercy. There was a fountain springing up out of dry ground. Said, look behind you. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord is telling somebody, look behind you. Look behind you. Something is happening behind. Lord have mercy. Elijah. I don't see where he made preparation to leave on his own. And he knowing that the brook was dry. But God told him to get up and go where there's some water. And he went on, as you know the story, he found some water, but it wasn't coming out of the ground. God got more ways than one to take care of his. It is traveling not even acquainted and not knowing where he was going, God led him to, the, to a widow which had a son but no husband. So she couldn't look to her husband because she didn't have one. And when God led him there, God had already told him, amen, that there was going to be a widow that he's going to meet. And the first thing, as you know, what he asked for was water. When he made himself acquainted with her, he said, fetch me a little water. Amen. And the next thing he needed was food and a little whole cake. <laughs> oh, Lord. Food is the life of the body. You've got to eat to live. And let me tell you something while on that. I said it on yesterday and I'll say it again now. I'm not going on a 20-day fast for something that I can overcome in two days. Now, if you want a record, you can have a record. I'm not nearly going on a 40-day fast unless I've stole the throne. If two days can get me what I'm looking for, give me two days and no more. 
I'm not looking for a reputation to say, well, I went on a five-day fast straight too. If it take that for you, go on it and then go more. If you got a spirit you can't control and it have to take that, then go on it. But if I got something to detain me right now and say, I give up, I give up, I give up. Two days, I won't do it no more, I won't do it, I give up. I ain't going but two. Amen. You must say, every time I see him, he eat. I ain't got much to overcome as you got. I ain't got the kind of fight you got. They have that for a record. But Elijah was a man that feared God and wanted to please God. Let me let you read a little bit because, my God, it'd be time for me to quit. I want you to read for me because I've got something else I want you to read later on. And there's no better time than now. But read this. King, the first king, the 17. And Lord, I wish I could get to 18. Hallelujah. Because I'm leaving 17 and going into 18. Nobody but me and Jesus. That's all I need. Read for me. And Elijah. Elijah. The Tishbite. Uh huh. Who was of the inhabitants of Gilead. Said unto Ahab. Said unto Ahab. As the Lord God of Israel liveth. I, I, you know, I, I love that address. I love that approach. As the Lord God living. Otherwise, I'm declaring him. Because I know he knows what to do. Read. As the Lord God of Israel liveth. Liveth. Before whom I stand. Before whom I stand assert. There shall not be dew. Dew. Nor rain. My Lord. Don't you tell me a preacher ain't got some power. My God, and God will back him up too. Huh? He said, I'm going to give you the keys. Huh? And whatever I say or whatever you say, if it's right, I'll lock it. Whatever you say, he said, I'll say amen to it. You might not believe it, but they got some power. And God's standing behind them. As I live in thus said the Lord. There shall not be dew nor rain. That shall not. My God, that's rough. Huh? Ain't that tough? That shall be no dew. Sometimes the dew is heavy and you can survive off of that a little bit. But if it don't be no dew or rain, the grass it's going to die and dry up. So you ain't going to have nothing. So Ahab understood this. Listen. There 
there shall not be dew nor rain these years. All right. But according to my word. Oh, Lord. Oh, did you hear what he said? He said according to my word. God said, make my words your word. Hallelujah. He heard something. Read. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying. The word of the Lord came unto him saying. Get thee hence. Get up. And turn thee eastward. He know, I told you he know which way it was. Huh? In all their ways acknowledge him. He shall. He will direct your path. The way of man is not found in himself. He's not left with man that walk to direct his own steps. He said, get up, Elijah, and turn yourself eastward. He might have went the other way, but he told him which way to turn. Do you obey God? Sometimes it doesn't make sense to some of us. I don't believe that was God, but honey, it'll work out to your benefit. If it's God. Turn yourself eastward. Read. And hide thyself by the brook Sharif. Uh-huh. That is before Jordan. All right. And it shall be. Now this is another thing that I, I, I didn't want to go into. Amen. And I guess I got to cut off somewhere. Amen. God know you need food and you need water. Amen. But he got what you need. Now he fixed to do something else. As I heard, uh, ooh, who was that now? I, I, I heard some foreigner said that now God is up to another one of his tricks. <laughs> that means that he can work things. They call it a trick of magic. Say now God is up to another one of his tricks. Amen. But whatever it is, it's working. Read. And it shall be. Uh-huh. That thou shalt drink of the brook. Drink of the brook. And I have commanded the raven. Lord have mercy. Oh. The raven. I gnashed the raven. I'm not talking about the one who you call a buster. The raven. I don't think God would send food by a raven to give you something been dead for a long time. Amen. I don't know whether it was a rabbit he caught, coon, but it was fresh meat. It was fresh. And Elijah was waiting. To receive it. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't, that isn't that amazing? It had got so tell. Elijah was looking for it every day. He said morning and evening. Didn't it say? I wonder if they have anything to cook it on or whatever. You know that's just my question within my mind. How did God go about and do it? When Jesus was with his disciples and 
They were hungry and he was too. And as they was trying to catch fish. Now listen, this is, this is a mystery. And Jesus was nowhere around. But while they was in the water, Jesus was on the bank frying fish. Huh? Did you read that? He was there frying. Where did he get the fish? He could call the fish. He could order the fish. But didn't the Bible say he was there cooking or frying? I don't know, baking, whatever you want to say. But it said, we told him to come on. You can't figure God out. When they say he's everything you need, brother, sister, he is everything you need. And God know when you run in the kitchen and cook and fix up your husband a sloppy meal. Uh-oh. Because he's a cook also. And you just throwing something together. I can tell when my wife is in a hurry to cook, you know what I mean? You know how I can tell? She'll boing thing. She'll turn the fob too high on her. And then she told me once, she said, I like bread. <laughs> yeah, because if anybody eat, you're going to eat it. So he know when you do things in a rush. I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. It's time to move. Read, read. I, I, I got to quit. So he went. He went. And did according unto the word of the Lord. He did exactly like God told him to do. You miss it if you don't do it like he said. He know how much you take. He know how much to give you. He even know how much joy to give you. He can, don't you know he can give you so much joy until folks will think you're going crazy? He can give a person out here. So much joy, you'll, you'll keep running around in church. You'll, you'll keep shouting. And you, they say, what's the matter with you? Now they'll think you done lost your mind. But God said, that's the joy. And then I can give you too much. So I got to control it. And just give you enough to let you cut a step time or two and run a time or two. But that is the joy. My Lord. He measures the joy. Oh yes, he measures. He know how much joy to give you. Hallelujah. That was a large amount of joy that God had set before Jesus. And Jesus seen the joy that was set before him he endured the cross. He went on out because he went out with joy. With joy. There was a bitter cup. But he didn't mind it. He had some joy. 
that was sent before him made him endure the cross. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. He took it. If you allow me to use my expression, he took it like a man. He was bitter, but he took it. Hallelujah. I better read a little more. What do you want? So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. Uh-huh. For he went and dwelt by the brook Sharif. Uh-huh. That is before Jordan. All right, listen. And the ravens brought him bread, flesh in the morning. All right. And bread and flesh in the evening. And fresh! Not we get bread and freeze it and save it. But when God say fresh, he said, I just caught it. It's fresh. Water is fresh. It's running from the river of John. It's fresh. It will quench your thirst. Read. And he drank he of drank. the brook. He drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while. After a while. That the brook dried up. Oh. Now, as long as you get getting what you needed, fine. But the brook dried up. Sometimes God will move things from you. Because as long as the, that's the reason why the eagle stirs the nest. When the young eagle, the, the, the old eagle, mother eagle, know when the young been there long enough. They just riding off of the mother. She's still bringing them food. And they say themselves just like they just been born. Ready to receive whatever she wrote. You know how to open their mouth. Ready to receive it. Bring them flesh. Pick it off of the bones of them. And let them eat it. And they just, brother, they got something going on. But they didn't know that in that nest, it was soft, but the mother eagle had thorns under the bottom of the paddy. To make them comfortable, it was soft. But when she knew the age of them and knew that they had been in the nest long enough, then she stirred the nest. Hallelujah. And let the thorns begin to appear. Then no longer could they feel comfortable in the nest because every time they would try to set out and say, ouch, you're getting stuck. So they called her uncomfortable. They, they couldn't be comfortable anymore. And they was ready to get out of the nest. Hallelujah. They didn't want to get out even at that. So she pushed them to the edge of the nest. Maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But the eagle that stirred the nest of that built a nest, amen, she had more than one thing in mind. Not something that's small, but a great big, they tell me that, a wagon load of stuff that could fill up a wagon was a part of the nest. 
So when they wouldn't get out and uh, she called them to get out of the nest, they got on the edge of the nest for they didn't want to leave the nest. But the mother eagle then would say, it's time for you to learn how to fly on your own. Hallelujah. And she pushed them, not all of them together, but one by one she pushed them out of the nest. And the first time that he was able to experience anything about his wings, he went to flipping and flopping and flying just a little piece. And the mother eagle will just watch him until he become exalted. And she found out that he had been flopping and flipping and trying to survive and stay up. But he had lost all of his energy. And she saw him going down. She dotted under him and caught him on a wing. The Bible said, I'll bear you up. Even like an eagle on the wings of an eagle. Well, I know you're tired. I know you're tired. But I'll bear you up. Wings of eagle. She caught him and carried him back to the nest. Said, you ain't ready yet. Little on. She done the same thing. Until he got enough power to survive and get on his own. I better stop here. But oh, if I had a chance to go to chapter 18. You don't know what is in 18. Hallelujah. But what I found in 18, I didn't find it in 17. What made me hold my head up in 18, I couldn't hold it up in 17. Hallelujah. I come to the garden alone where listen In the door, we fall in. Listen. The of this. Who are you talking about? Me. And he, he walked. With me and he talked with me and he tell me and the joy we we share. And we take nah, you don't understand. And ever
if it hadn't been for the Holy Ghost, if it hadn't been for God, for letting us and causing us to use his spirit over time, I would have got further. Amen. But I'm not worried about that. As long as I know that he can and he will deliver on time. Hallelujah. Knowing how Hagar felt and her son and Elijah and his going through. Time and chances ain't going to get no better, huh? You can read, you can pray, and you can pray for better days, but it ain't going to get no better. God can't make it so comfortable here for you until you won't want to go nowhere. And I'm not talking about comfortable at this church. But he don't want it like that. That's why that he want to make you sick of this world. Sick of the thing that is in this world. That you have a reason to desire a better life. It is something better. And God has showed it to us in the book of Daniel, in the book of Ezekiel, and in the book of Revelation. There's something higher and better. You never walk the streets of gold. Why do you think he told us that? You've never seen the walls of Jasper. You really have never seen what God got in store for you that are struggling down here. Trying to survive, but God said, Hold on, flop on a little bit longer, but I got a better place for you. Better days, better days are coming. Hallelujah. You don't have to tell them what you're going through with, but all the troubles and the heartaches is going to be over. I know you have to cry sometime. I know you're heavy sometime. I know you have the blues sometime. Everybody have the blues. They sing with the blues because of the way they, they feel. Hallelujah. It just expresses how they feel. It's just a good man feeling bad. God want to help you. He want to bless you beyond. Don't look at waste material. Don't look at garbage. Don't look at other churches that ain't doing nothing but him. The brook is dry. It's time to find some water. It's time to not trying to be comfortable because you won't find it here. God wants to disturb you. He wants to help you. He only will do that if you let it. These are peerless times. Anything can happen and they are happening right now. I'm glad that I'm not glued to the things of this world. 
and you can shake them off if you want to go out to heaven. Right now, God's going to allow you who long to get what he has for you. You won't find it down here. But he got it for you, and it's waiting on you. It's yours. He want to give it to you. We were eulogizing a funeral on yesterday, and that funeral touched me more than any funeral that I ever been in. A young man, 34 years old, had a habit of drinking. He was addicted. And where he supposed to have got the Holy Ghost at was not here. But you'll be in more position, a better position, and knowing you got it here than you would off somewhere somebody don't know it and somebody seeking with you and ain't got it themselves. And they want to say, they got the Holy Ghost under me. I don't believe nobody want to go to hell. I don't, I don't. And God say, it's not my desire that you should go. It's not my will that any should perish. I said on yesterday, he was reaching out for help. He couldn't find it. All that he could find is more drinking. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want that type of life. So he reached out somebody else. Somebody else. Now let me tell you something. You don't pass this way but once. Do you all hear me? It's time to get serious. You don't pass this way but once. And if you make a mistake and pass it this way, you won't have another chance. God want to help somebody today. You've got habits you can't break. And you know you have tried. There is, husbands has promised their wife, I'll never lay a hand on you again. But they don't have the strength to stick to what they said. The wife has said, I will never resent you. I'll resist you anymore. But she don't have the strength to do it on her own. We need God to help us as we travel through this lonesome and lonely world. There is a path sometimes you've got to be all along. The Bible said that there is a road broad that leads to destruction. Everybody, because it's easy and wide, they'll go in after it. But there is a path 
There's nine then a traveler. And you're so far apart, you ain't got no company. You're alone. You can picture yourself as a loner. You're passing through. In this way, don't look for a lot of friends. Don't look for a lot of praises. If you desire glory and don't get it, don't worry about it. He got something better. To give God the glory. If you are in here and you're sick and you're tired of yourself, you're tired of the life that you're living, you're tired of lying, you're tired of stealing, you're tired of everything that you're going through, you're tired of it. Every time I intend to do good, evil is present. The thing I hate, that's the thing that I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? You that really want God, that want salvation, that want to do better, man or woman, boy or girl, get up now. Get up now and come. God want to help you. God will help you. He'll do it in that right early. Get up from wherever you are. God has said enough. He knows who, who you are. And he knows that you ought to be tied. And you ought to want to be delivered. Get up and come. Get up. Get up. Who, whosoever will. You don't wait. You don't wait. But when God lets you know that you've stayed where you are long enough. Whether you know it or not, he's been your protector. He's been protecting you, yet you didn't deserve it. Laying down drunk. Get up drunk. Doing all these things, but he said, I watched over you. I kept you. If I had not touched you with my love, you wouldn't have survived. I've been good to you. What do you have to return for what I've done for you? Get up. Get up. You need it. You need it. The longer you sit there, the harder your heart is going to get. Don't try to justify yourself. Just get up and obey him. Turn yourself eastward. I got something up there I want to give you. Somebody need to come. Somebody ought to be ready to give up now. You know God been good to you. It's not that you deserve it. But because you know what God has done for you. Come on. Come on. Come on and let God help you. He's the only one. He allowed you to get up this morning clothed in your right mind. He didn't have to do it. You say you thank him. Thank him for what? You say you love him. Love him for what? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And my commandments is not grievous to them that love me. 
Come on. Only a few more minutes. Only a few more minutes. But don't tell me God ain't speaking to you. And he said, if you're shame of me, I'm shame of you. If you're too shame, too ashamed to get up. And yield to God at this time when you know he is speaking to you. He said, I'll be shame of you. When it comes to my father. Come on, that's somebody else. Don't put him off no longer. Come on now. Let him help you. Let him bless you right now. Where's that man? Where's that woman? Come on. He could have let you die, I think. But he didn't do it. Your skills didn't cause you to be here today. It was because of his love and his mercy. He spared you when the devil was trying to steal you away. Plotting on you. God wouldn't let him do it. What shall I surrender unto the Lord for all his benefits? And he has bestowed upon me. There's two more people that God is dealing with. And you know it. And you is one of the one. And God's dealings strongly with your mind. Telling you, accept him now. He's telling you to come to him now. You got everything to gain by coming. But you got everything to lose if you refuse. Get up. Get up. There's two people that he's dealing with. One that I can put my hand on now. But I want you to obey God and move. Come on. Come on. Will you come? My hand is God's hand. Reaching out to you say, will you come? I gave you time. You disregarded me. You set all my counsel and note. Lord, how many times, how many times must I plead? Will you come? That's not you. But will you come? saving himself now will you come let him speak to you say within yourself he's speaking to me he see you one more minute God said one more minute for you but if you get up, it's not his will that any should perish. Please get up. Please get up.
knowing the terror of the Lord. We are pleading to you. Fifteen more seconds, but you've got a chance. Get up. Your time, your life is passing by. Where will you spend eternity? The last call. You bet you can make it. Last call. If he see you coming, he'll wait on you. I gave, so he said, I gave Jezebel, that wicked woman, that seducing woman, that murdering woman who seduced my people. But I allowed her space to repent. She repented not. Out of all that you've done, God has given you space now to say, Lord, I'm sorry. He's given you space to come to him.